What is up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys motivation, inspiration, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today's episode is maybe going to be a little bit bland and boring and dry, but it's something that I feel like needs to be discussed. <laughs> Good morning, Holly. Why doesn't anyone talk about micronutrients? I think that what we typically hear a lot of is macros and food quality, but we don't actually talk about the micronutrients. And I'm going to be honest, I think the main reason why people don't talk about micronutrients is because there's just not a simple, it's just not three things. Protein, carbs, and fats is very easy to talk about. When we're talking about micronutrients, there are so many different vitamins and minerals that literally dissecting each and every one and their role in the body is like going to end up becoming a science class and nobody's got time for that. So what I want to do with today's episode is really talk to you guys about what exactly vitamins and minerals are, or micronutrients, um, just so you have an understanding of them. I'm not going to sit here and break down every single one along with giving you like the five foods you can get it from but I am going to give you guys some thoughts on some of the most nutrient dense foods that you can be including in your diet that will help you cover your micronutrient basis and obviously hopefully help you with ensuring that you are not just obviously losing weight, but optimizing your nutrition to feel your best and to be healthy long-term. At the end of the day, if systems aren't running right, it's going to make it very difficult for you guys to lose weight. I think people undervalue that. Like they just think, Everybody talks about the calorie deficit, oh, the calorie deficit, but we don't think about how if things aren't working well in our body, our metabolism, our hormones, all that stuff, it can make it harder for our body to burn stored fat because systems aren't working as well. So I want to talk about micronutrients today. Again, this might be a little bit bland and boring, but I'm going to try and make it as exciting as I possibly can. Uh, and I know it's not as exciting as, as learning about macros and fat loss and all that stuff, but it actually was a requested topic in my Facebook group. So I wanted to go ahead and make it happen. So if you get any value out of this episode or any of my episodes, I always forget to ask this. I need to make sure I do. Please like, subscribe, share uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube, whatever it is. Um, because I don't get paid for doing this. I do this literally because I just want to share more information with more people. And the more people that like, subscribe, comment, follow, rate, the more likes, the more people that will be following me. So that's pretty much my quick painless, painless plug for you guys to help spread the word about Fit Body Secrets. So let's talk a little bit about micronutrients and kind of like what they are, what they are their roles in the body and all that kind of stuff. So Micronutrients can essentially be summed up as the vitamins, minerals, trace elements, phytochemicals, and antioxidants that support overall health. They normalize bodily functions and prevent deficiencies that can create and or exacerbate chronic health conditions. So that was my quick definition of what you are looking to get when you are eating micronutrients. The thing about vitamins and minerals, uh, well, there's obviously vitamins and minerals, is and trace elements, all of these things, we need very small amounts of them. And these are typically calorie free. Our macronutrients have calories. Our micronutrients don't have calories. Uh, and so let's go into vitamins first and foremost. We need very small amounts of them to be effective. 
we need to ensure that we have proper vitamin intake because our bodies cannot synthesize them quickly enough. So if we're not getting in enough vitamins, it's going to be very hard for us to be able to optimize things. We need to make sure that we're having a steady flow of these things in our diet on a regular basis. And there are two types of vitamins. You've got water-soluble vitamins and you've got fat-soluble vitamins. So I think a lot of people worry that they're going to take in too many vitamins. And honestly, if you take in too many vitamins, really all that happens is you pee them out. It's really hard to overdose on vitamins, just so you guys know. So your water-soluble vitamins, um, these are not stored in high amounts of the body and they require carriers for absorption. And like I mentioned, excess just gets urinated. These are things like your B vitamins, your vitamin C, vitamin H. Then you've got fat-soluble vitamins, and these vitamins actually need fat in order for your body to absorb them. So uh, these are going to be your vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K. That's why a lot, oftentimes you'll see like with vitamin D, people will actually pair vitamin D with fish oil. It just helps with the absorption of both. And then minerals, these are essential and carry a host of micronutrients our body utilizes to function properly. Um, Microminerals are needed in very small amounts, again, and microminerals are needed in much larger amounts. So main thing about minerals is they're, they're like the carriers of a lot of our micronutrients. So we do need to make sure that we're getting in enough minerals. Again, trying to keep this as exciting as possible. I know this stuff is bland and boring. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of glaze through this stuff. Uh, your macro minerals, uh, these are things like calcium, phosphorus, potassium, magnesium. So some of your electrolytes, sodium. Uh, and then you've got your micro minerals, which are things like iron, zinc, copper, chromium, fluoride, iodine, selenium. So oftentimes you'll see people that are like, hey, you should be taking more zinc or more magnesium, usually because there might be a mineral deficiency, or you might say, hey, you should be taking more vitamin B because there might be a vitamin B deficiency, which we're going to talk more about um, deficiencies in a little bit. Okay. I actually do have a really cool chart if you guys want a copy of it that has a list of foods that provide you with specific nutrients and that might help you a little bit. So why micros? Why do, why do we, why do these things matter? So the main thing is, is that we want to look at optimizing our hormone function, our immune function, our gut health, electrolyte balance, thyroid function, blood sugar regulation, recovery, skin, hair, nails, health, and reversing the side effects of aging, environmental toxins, and stress. So when we're talking about all the problems that people are typically presented with, my hormones, my gut, my insulin, all of these things, oftentimes fixing some deficiencies in your micronutrients might actually help improve those things. But the thing is, is that, again, you need a steady flow of them. And those problems didn't happen overnight. So you need to make sure that you are staying consistent with your vitamin routine long enough to actually see the benefits of it, whether you're taking it as a supplement or you are using real food sources. Now, I will talk a little bit now about supplementing versus actually getting it from real foods. Some people have a hard time getting enough micronutrients in their diet, and they, they often wonder, is a vitamin enough? If you guys are going more of a supplement route, I do recommend looking for um, a whole food based, uh, vitamin, one that's actually made with like, you know, dehydrated plants so that you're not actually having to eat those things. Uh, because I do think it is better absorbed and you're getting a better source of those vitamins. And I think that often people don't realize that they might be getting some of these foods in their diet, just not enough of them. And I think people also overemphasize variety that they're like, they've got to get like five or six different types of vegetables when oftentimes 
the same vegetables or the different vegetables all provide the exact same thing. So it's just knowing where you need to be putting your effort into. And that's what I want to kind of help you guys with today. That's why I'm kind of glancing over all of this stuff. Okay. So that's the main thing about your vitamins and minerals. Now let's talk about deficiencies because I think that that's what people really want the solution to. Maybe you've had some lab work, maybe you have some symptoms. Um, and there might be a vitamin deficiency or a mineral deficiency. Um, and I want to kind of talk about the most common deficiencies and some ways that you guys can actually work to correct them and maybe some symptoms that you might have a deficiency that you aren't aware of. So going down the list, I'm going to start with the most common vitamin deficiency out there. And believe it or not, I have a whole separate page of the symptoms of this specific vitamin deficiency because this literally can cause a host of problems. And just by supplementing with this one thing, you might actually fix a lot of other problems. So the most common uh, vitamin deficiency is vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D, we typically get this from sun, um, but it is also found in our diet. And there's, there's also two problems, also two problems with our vitamin deficiencies in general. Sometimes people have a problem absorbing nutrients, versus actually getting them in. And so with vitamin D, it's really important that some people might be getting enough sunlight, but they're not absorbing the vitamin D from that sun. And that's where we might have to do some supplementation as well. So vitamin D deficiency is super common. Um, and some of the symptoms that people are, you know, maybe familiar with or not familiar with, I'm going to go down the list because it's crazy. Fatigue, sickness a lot of times, back and bone pain, mental health issues like anxiety, depression, slow wound healing, bone loss, hair loss, muscle pain, weight gain. There's so many things that can happen with vitamin D deficiency, along with the fact that it does also play a role in, like I mentioned, our immune system. And actually um, having a vitamin D deficiency can put us at an increased risk of cancer. So what are some common foods that you guys can be consuming to help you guys get more vitamin D in your diet? Well, it's funny because most people think, like I said, sunlight, that is a great place to get it. But also things like egg yolks, um, fatty fish, such as salmon, mackerel, sardines, and trout and cod liver oil are also good places that you guys can get uh, vitamin D. So egg yolks is a good one making sure that you're getting, uh, obviously free range is going to be better for uh, better vitamin D and also omega threes as well. So free range chickens typically are going to be higher in omega threes, which is also a, it's a macronutrient. It's, it's a type of fat, but it's another, another good nutrient that you guys should be, looking, <laughs> I can't talk another good nutrient that you guys should be looking to include in your diet. Second vitamin deficiency that is common is vitamin B12. This one is very common in vegetarians, vegans, because the main source of vitamin B12, um, well, the absorption of it is essentially dependent on um, protein, primarily from animal protein. So when you're not getting enough animal protein, it makes absorption of vitamin B12 very difficult. So uh, a couple of things that happen with vitamin B12 uh, deficiency is anemia. Other symptoms might include things like, you know, elevated homocysteine levels. So a lot of allergies brain function, um, and also risk for other diseases. Some sources of your vitamin B12 are going to be things like shellfish, clams, and oysters, organ meats, bleh. <laughs> meat, um, six ounces of beef offers 150%, uh, eggs again, and milk products. The other thing that I haven't really mentioned here, guys, is the amounts. 
you'll be surprised at how a small dose gets you exactly what you need. Like I just mentioned, a six ounce beef steak is going to provide you with 150% of your daily value. So just having a six ounce steak a day will get you your vitamin B12 for the day. Little things like that that people don't realize are simple to implement. Iron is another one and often leads to anemia. Symptoms are going to include things like tiredness, fatigue, weakness, weakened immune system, and even impaired brain function. Again, you're going to find that a lot of the same things for vitamin B12 are here. Red meat, organ meat, shellfish, canned sardines. Um, and then there's also two types of iron. Um, and I'm not going to kind of get into what each of them are. But so you've got those sources that's going to be considered your heme iron. And then your non-heme iron is going to be things like beans, seeds, and your dark leafy greens. Essentially, guys, if you're getting in some of those foods throughout your day, throughout your diet, you're probably doing a good job. And really... What they do suggest when it comes to vitamins and minerals is looking at it from a weekly basis, not a daily basis. So don't think about, I've got to get all of these things in every single day. Are you getting two to three servings of fatty fish a week? Are you getting in some dark leafy greens a couple of times a week? That's a little bit easier for you guys to troubleshoot. Magnesium is another one. Uh, some symptoms of magnesium deficiencies. Uh, more, more severe are going to be things like abnormal heart rhythm, muscle cramps, restless, restless leg syndrome, but more common are things like fatigue and migraines. Um, a lot of times you won't even notice these things. Some other long-term symptoms that might arise from a magnesium deficiency are things like insulin resistance and even high blood pressure. So you definitely want to make sure that you are getting in enough magnesium. Some good dietary sources of magnesium are going to be your whole foods, like whole grains. Um, oats are a great source of magnesium, nuts, dark chocolate, and dark leafy green vegetables. Next vitamin deficiency I want to cover is vitamin A. Uh, vitamin A is essential for our eyes, our immune system, and healthy skin, bones, and teeth. Uh, dietary um, sources of our vitamin A are things like organ meats, fish, liver oil, uh, sweet potatoes, carrots, and dark leafy greens. I think as I'm going through these guys, what I really want you guys to think about is as I'm listing these foods off in each of these categories, try and think of, are you getting in like one or two sources of these foods throughout your week? And if you're not, maybe that's one that you want to focus on. Just something to kind of consider as I was going through these. Calcium is another one, um, often can lead to osteoporosis or weakened brittle bones, along with a weakened immune system. Some of our sources of calcium are going to include things like boned fish, uh, sardines, uh, dairy products, and dark leafy green vegetables. Iodine, another big one that people don't realize is very, very important for thyroid function. Um, we will see often an enlarged thyroid with an iodine deficiency, often we'll also see weight gain. So symptoms, sorry, some foods that you can get your iodine from are going to be things like seaweed, fish, dairy, and eggs. Again, you're hearing a lot of overlap, but what you're also hearing is a lot of protein sources too. I think people focus a lot on the vegetable side of things, which are common, but they really don't understand the importance of just getting it from proteins as well. So that's a list of the most common deficiencies for vitamins and minerals. And now I want to leave you guys with some basic, like I said, I don't want to make this like this boring freaking talk about all of the different vitamins and minerals and all that stuff. What I want you guys to take away with, are you getting in enough of these types of foods in your diet? And are there some things that maybe you can add in to get a little bit more um, nutrient dense foods? So I do have a list here, but I'm going to go over some of the basic ones that I think you guys have access to more common. 
that you guys might want to start thinking about including in your diet. Uh, leafy greens are a big one. So your kale, your collards, your spinach, your watercress, dandelion greens, and arugula. Uh, cruciferous vegetables like cabbage, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, broccoli rob are also good. Um, your red, yellow, and green peppers, carrots and parsnips, garlic, parsley, cilantro, basil. Again, we need very small amounts of these things. So just adding in a couple of tablespoons here and there might be all you need. Beets, berries, asparagus, um, wild salmon, sardines, bone broth, guys, is another great place. Grass-fed beef, green beans, egg yolks. These are all really good ways for you guys to get in your micronutrients. And what I will do is I'm going to put together a micronutrient, like maybe like a little food list for you guys. And I'll, and I'll obviously I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. Um, as I get that ready for you guys, you guys can come back and be able to download that. Um, pumpkin lentils, artichokes, a little bit more of the less common ones, tomatoes, a very common one seeds like pumpkin, sunflower, chia, and fact seeds. In fact, this for ladies, Ladies with issues with their period, seed cycling has something that I've used with a couple of my clients and it's worked really well. Um, getting in different types of seeds is very helpful. Uh, raw cheese and kefir, a little bit less common. Sweet potatoes, very common food. Black beans, wild rice, yogurt, cacao, and avocado. So that's a list of 30 different foods that you guys can be looking at to get more micronutrients. Again, a little bit more of one of those bland and boring uh, topics today. But I thought it was really important for me to talk to you guys about micronutrients because they tend to get overlooked on a macro-focused diet. The other thing that I want to mention, though, is, is if you haven't noticed, is as I was talking about these things, if you are getting in good quality food and you're getting in high-quality protein sources from things like fish, chicken, eggs, egg whites, those types of things, you're getting in complex carbohydrates and whole grains, you're getting in your servings of fruits and vegetables throughout the day, you are likely covering your micronutrient basis. I think the main thing is, is that just looking at where can you add in one or two things throughout the week and not focusing on the day to day. So episode today, I'm going to keep it shorter because I don't want to dry it out. It's micronutrients. We need them. I guess the last thing that I'm going to cover is I just mentioned this earlier is you don't need a whole bunch of them. When it comes to vegetables, guys, a cup of spinach is likely going to get you enough. If you're having like a cup of spinach and some peppers and and some tomatoes, you're getting in a very good balance of micronutrients. So don't overthink how many vegetables you have to consume. Just get a little bit throughout your day and throughout your week, and you'll be good to go. My recommendation is always going to be a big-ass salad a day. I think it's a great way to get in a multitude of vegetables um, and cover the basis. So anyways, I hope this was helpful for you guys. If you guys have any questions about deficiencies, even getting labs run to kind of check for deficiencies, uh, feel free to shoot me a message. And like I said, I'm going to put together a quick list for you guys, and I will drop that in the show notes as soon as I get that finalized so that you guys can, uh, obviously ensure that you have a little list to kind of go by. So till the next episode, see y'all later.